0: Tonight's episode is brought to you by Casting for Recovery, Bendetti Optics, and you, our listeners. Cats, I don't know. There's just something about that nonchalant attitude, like, hey, bro, if you die in your sleep, I'm going to eat your eyeballs by tomorrow morning, that just, I don't know. It really pulls at the old heartstrings. What is up all of you wayward souls and welcome back to the Wayward Stories podcast. Wayward Stories is the podcast where we tell the tales of our wanderings and our wanderings. Tell the stories of our adventures in the great outdoors. Our adventures out there trying to find ourselves and find a way in this crazy crazy freaking world that goes on around us every day. Um how are you guys doing? Have you guys had I hope you guys have all had Good holiday season. Like, we're kind of still in the middle of it. As this drops, we just rolled out of Christmas time. We just rolled out of um, the end of Hanukkah is coming to a close here. We've got Kwanzaa's happening. We've got Yule and winter solstice happened last week. Like, everything's all happening at once, and we've got the new year coming up upon us. So it is that time of year. I hope you guys have all had really good holidays. Whatever it is you do, if you have families, I hope you enjoyed them. Um if you are like me and don't have families I hope you got out and are making your own holiday traditions and not sitting around at the house feeling sorry for yourself. I do hope that you are getting out and you found things for yourself to do that that feed your soul and give you a reason to get out and go and do. Um I had well I did get at least one little day trip in over the weekend. Um on Christmas Day I was planning to go looking for frozen waterfalls, you know, because we literally just had like an Arctic blast blow into, you know, the Southern United States. It's kind of a big deal. Maybe you remember it. And everything was pretty frozen up. And I thought, you know what, maybe I'll get out and go see if I can hunt down some frozen waterfalls. And I'll be honest with you guys, you know, like I tried, I'd be very transparent. I'm very transparent with you guys about my life, you know, because I feel like that there's some value in that that maybe some people can get some value and some help out of hearing someone else talk about the things that they kind of fight with and struggle with and go through in life. Um, Honestly, I was struggling with the depression on Christmas morning. Um, You know, this year, like if you recall just two weeks ago or a month ago, I spent four days in New Mexico and I kind of blew my proverbial um, wad of cash last Thanksgiving break. And so I couldn't afford to go anywhere over this stinking five days I had off of work. And I tried to fill up all my days with something, but see, like there's this whole thing where it's like, if I'm not going somewhere because I can't afford to, it has like this whole like trauma trigger effect for growing up controlled by people, you know, that's like a big deal to me. And it really, really triggers me and sets me off and puts me down a dark road. Um, And though money is not human, and it is not intentionally restraining me, Um, the fact that I can be completely controlled by, say, a lack of resources, it has the same effect on my psyche. And so I was struggling. I still am, really. But I was struggling yesterday morning, you know, when it was Christmas Day, and I was like, I'm not getting to do what I want to do. Like, I'm being held back, and I'm just trying to find some stopgap band aid plug to, you know, just get me through the day. And that kind of sucked. Like, that makes you, like, depressed all over in a different way. It's like, you know, I'm just doing what I can find to do to kind of just cover it up. And that that's kind of stinky, too. Like, I don't know a lot of you guys. I know you all know how that's like, what that's like, you know, depression, anxiety. That's real stuff. That's real stuff. Um, But then I kind of came across, because my goal is to work in the field of, you know, anthropology, especially like ethno type of stuff. I love indigenous cultures. And I was like, you know what? I remember something came to mind. I was like, I remember there's a site, a Kadoan kind of, I want to say it's type of a, it's kind of a village, kind of a burial, kind of a possibly ceremonial site, Um down deep in this, down in the, the Wasatch mountains. And I was like, I've always kind of wanted to go run and check that out. And I was like, ah, it's almost, what's that? Like a two and a half hour drive, almost three hour drive. Heck, let's just go do that. We can blow the whole day, have a nice day driving down through the Washita's. And that's what I did for my Christmas day. And I went and I got to check out that site and I got to read a crap ton of information that helped to further, you know, expand my knowledge base as far as certain, you know, cultures. And when you get into the Mississippian culture, um, well, the Caddo played a big role in that down in uh, Texas and Oklahoma and Southwest Arkansas, like in Louisiana, North West, Louisiana. And, you know, they were a big part of that. They're a very big part of that. So that's like another piece of the puzzle. That's more knowledge. I get to put in my knowledge base and see that stuff actually edifies me when I'm putting knowledge in my brain. That is pertinent to me on some level. I'm a collector of knowledge, you know, as I've heard it said before. And that made me feel better. So I had a little bit better day. Um, but as it stands, you know, I still had a struggle with it. So if any of you guys out there, if you have your struggles too, like I get it, you're not alone. Just know you're not alone. It happens to a lot of us. I've had kind of a crazy couple of weeks, and I'll be straight honest with you guys, I don't have a great like idea for an episode lined up tonight. I've been trying to put it together for weeks now and it's just not been there. I've got several that are sitting back on the back burner um, that are kind of waiting as we've talked about before. They're kind of waiting on that certain bit of inspiration to like kind of make them pop in my head where I'm like, okay, I know where to go with this little story that I want to tell. I know the broader context. I know the button. I know the hook now. I know what I want to do with it, but none of them are popping at the moment and I was hoping to get some kind of adventure in over this last Christmas weekend that could kind of fill this gap, and you know what? It didn't happen, and now I'm sitting here on the spot going, for the first time in two years, I kind of got nothing tonight. So I sat around thinking about this today, got out of the house, did some stuff, and uh, kind of got a little bit of an idea of what I think I want to do, and what we're going to do tonight, I'm going to tell you right here at the jump, because I don't ever want to like deceive you guys into listening to a whole episode and maybe you're not going to like it. Um, Tonight's not going to be so much about Adventures in the Great Outdoors. Tonight's, you know, not so much about the wandering. It's going to be about the wondering. Tonight, we're going to kind of take a look back. I'm going to just kind of look back at my 2022. Like it dawned on me this morning. Like here's the little, the button, the hook that kind of hit me. You don't just like make an attempt on Everest, right? Like people don't just, you don't just be like, yo, I want to go do Everest and I'm going to go buy me a couple of hiking poles and let's go get it. Let's go get it. You don't do that. If you're about to take on a big task, if you're about to try to attempt, if you're going to challenge a major obstacle, you prepare for it. You have to build a foundation. You have to train for it. You have to buy the proper equipment for it. There is a process, a time-consuming process. And when it comes to, say, training for something like attempting Everest, it's lengthy and it's painful. No pain, no gain, right? Like there's a lot of work that goes into making an attempt to challenging a major undertaking like that. And it kind of dawned on me that that's sort of what this last year has been for me. I have been building a foundation this year was really a building year for me in multiple ways. And I've been building the foundation to have a jumping off point to go to where I want to go before I die. I have a plan in mind of where I want to go before I die, like things I want to do. And it's not just about, oh, bucket list stuff. I want to see this. I want to see that. No, no, no. Like there's a life that I want to find myself in before I die and I think that's what we're going to talk about tonight is this year, what I've been able to accomplish this year, what I came up short on, the challenges I faced this year. But look at it from the perspective of, I mean, you guys have been along for the ride the whole way. You were here for the Ozark Rec Show. You were here for when I started my my collegiate career. And, and you kind of have an idea of what I'm trying to do with it, where I want to go. Like you guys have been here for the ride. So we're going to look back at this year and see what kind of foundation we've built. You know, that's what this year kind of turned into was it's make or break time, Justin. You got to do some things or you're going to die just as poor as you lived. You're going to end this life just as poorly as you've, you've came this far. And I don't want that to happen. I want my daughter to have a lot better than that. And I want myself to have a lot better than that. And so I have a picture in my mind of what it is exactly I want to do and where I want to be in say three years, five years, 10 years. And That's what I've been building towards. That's what this year has been about. And that kind of just became apparent to me, you know, today. And I was like, you know what? That is something we can talk about. Yeah, we all have plans, right? I get it. You know, like tomorrow's not promised. I may trust a crosswalk light tomorrow and step out into traffic and get struck down by some middle-aged divorced woman who's distracted by TikTok and lip syncing the lyrics to a song she didn't write by an artist who she isn't. That she just feels is imperative that we all need to see in order to understand the depths of her soul. I don't know. I could go down tomorrow. Hell, it might be a beer truck. Instead, either way, you kind of have to plan beyond the what ifs, right? Like, yeah, I may not make it to see where I'm going. But you know what? It's a heck of a lot better to try to get there than to just lay down and die. Sit down on the couch and say, you know what? That's the end of it. This is just how it's going to be forever. So I think that's what we're going to do tonight. <clears throat> we're going to look back on everything this year, and I'm just going to put it all out there for you guys. And and hopefully the reason for doing that is something I've mentioned before. That's a part of what this podcast is. It's not just about all the adventures. That's where I found myself and where I decided where I wanted to go with my life. And that is broadly... Far more entertaining than some dude just talking about his life. But within it is embedded the story of what I've been through in me trying to rebuild my life after the crappy crap. And so many of you are in the same boat. And there's something about hearing that story from someone else and saying, it's not just me. Maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe I'm not a terrible person. Maybe things just happen sometimes. And maybe I do deserve to have a better life than I have. I do deserve a shot and I've got enough value. I value myself enough that I'm going to go try. And that's kind of the goal of this is me saying, look, here's what I've done. Here's how it's going. And here's some proof of concept, man. I promise you, if I can make things happen, you can make things happen. And that's what I hope to accomplish is to kind of not inspire because inspire gives me too much credit, but just show you guys it's possible and hopefully get you off your butts and take your life back. So we're going to talk about all of these fun things tonight. First of all, we do need to talk about a little bit of housekeeping and it is kind of sad housekeeping. Um, I've not ever really introduced you guys to my big fat gray kitty cat. Um, His name was Sebastian, and he went lovingly by sea bass almost from the day he was named Sebastian. And he was a big, fat, gray kitty and a big pain in the butt. But anyway, he went on to those great catnip fields of Elysium in the sky a couple of days ago. It was actually the day before Christmas Eve, so I think it was the 23rd. He was 15. He had a really good life. He was found, to my understanding, when he was rescued from the rescue in a dumpster where he had been thrown away with his entire litter. And um, so he ended up with me and he has been my home boy for 15 and a half years. He was a really, really annoying but good dude. I mean, and you guys know, any of you guys that have animals of any kind, you know, I don't care if you've got a rock badger for a pet. Anyone that's got animals, you know, there's something about having that presence in the house. You know what I mean? You come home, you're not alone. There's something there. There's something there, some body in a sense. There's a presence there. And I mean, that dude, he was around like after my crappy crap when there was no one else in the world, like he got me through a lot of dark nights, man, because there was just something else there. There was somebody there and they mean a lot, you know? They really do. Pets mean a lot. They have their own personalities. They are who they are. Like he was a total cat through and through. He was a jerk. And I mean, he didn't care if I lived or died as long as I was putting food in the bowl and scratching and behind the ears. Right. That's cats. That's what's so endearing about cats and why I've come to love cats. I love dogs too. I've had dogs my entire life. But cats, I don't know. There's just something about that nonchalant attitude like, hey, bro, if you die in your sleep, I'm going to eat your eyeballs by tomorrow morning. That just I don't know. It really pulls at the old heartstrings. But anyway, he did. He has moved on to fresher litter boxes. And um, that was a rough day. It really was. And it was tough on my daughter. Um, We had a good cry together. And um, she had to, unfortunately, learn one of her first lessons about some of the ways that this life works that aren't so great. Um, But we got through it. And I'm talking, like, within 15 or 20 minutes, she was like, so, Daddy, What do you think the odds are of us getting another kitten? She's like, it's not that we're replacing Seabass. No one could ever replace Seabass. Of course. Y'all, I mean, this is almost verbatim. I'm not joking. She's like, no one could ever replace him. He was the best kitty ever. But we got all these things like these toys and stuff, and they're just going to go to waste if we don't get another kitty, right? Oh my gosh, that child. So anyway, she moved on relatively quickly. She's ready to move on to another kitten. So we will see what plays out with that. I'm going to need a minute because as you all know, animals are expensive. They are stinky. The house gets filthy. It is hard to keep up with. And um, I'm not exactly sure that I'm ready to jump right back in yet. But we'll find out. Chances are little girly girl will win because that's what she tends to do. But anyway, it was a, you know, pretty big deal for me. And anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there and let you guys all know, even us weird old dudes, we love animals too and cats just like everybody else. And uh, it is, it's tough. So if any of you guys had to deal with any of that kind of crap anytime recently over the holidays or anytime at all, you have my condolences. It's tough. Anyway, let's get on with it. You know what? As I look back over this year, it's not been... I didn't get a lot done in a lot of ways, because I put my nose to the old grindstone and said, hey, I'm going to go to college. Um, But I did get a few things in before I started school in May. We did get several trips in. I had a pretty good year as far as trips go. You guys may remember, and you may want to go back and listen if you're new to the show. Like, um, hiking, Arkansas's abandoned mining town, Rush. That's a great episode. That's almost a year ago. That was, I think, came out just after... Christmas because it was my Christmas trip last year. I did get a road trip down into Texas and that was a lot of fun down through, um, I think San Antonio got close to, did go to Enchanted Rock again for the first time in several years, kind of kicked it in the hill country. That is a good episode. Um, Of course, I had my big New Mexico trip that you all just heard about. You may remember the Wichita Mountains. I think it's outlaw loot and hiking gold or something like that. Um, I got a bunch of day trips in, I went down to the Platte national park, which was Oklahoma's first national park. That is no longer a national park, but is a national wildlife refuge. You know, got out to war Eagle once paddled war Eagle. That was a pretty good episode. You can go back and listen. I did get some things done this year. It wasn't all work. Um, but man, they were spread out and a lot of them were really kind of happened before I got into school. Um, so anyway, What is kind of this year? What did this year amount to for me? And this is why I'm telling you guys this is because I'm giving you some ideas here. If you think you want to do better for yourself than what you currently have, please freaking do. Please don't sit around and do nothing with yourself. Chase it. Guys, if you want to make a podcast, holler at me mywaywardstory at gmail.com. I will tell you at least one simple way to do it. Guys, I've told you before how busy I am. I managed to get a podcast out. Okay. If you've ever wanted to make a podcast or a YouTube type of vlog type of situation, just holler at me, send me an email, and I will walk you through some of the simplest gear and the simplest ways to get it done. Um, and I'm more than willing to help out with that. But if you know, can I say that? Because I was inspired to make a podcast by listening to other podcasters. Um, if you have ever been interested in doing something other than what you're doing and you're interested in going to school, for real, for real, send me an email, mywaywardstory at gmail.com and I will give you all the details of what I did, where I'm going to school. Because guys, listen, it's different than it used to be. Okay. Things have changed. The world's changed. COVID changed a lot of things. Like, I mean, a lot of stuff has gone online and they kind of figured out that people were over paying out the nose and having a crap ton of debt to get like gen ed. Like, Oh, by the way, thanks for going to high school here. Let's go to high school again for two years. But this time you have to pay a whole lot of money for it. They kind of figured out that that wasn't working for a lot of people and they weren't getting a lot of people coming in anymore over a lot of these reasons. It's not as prohibitive as it used to be. And there are programs out there to fast track you through your gen eds for super duper cheap. And they're not like blow off crap. Major universities are using them. Major universities that you know their name. You know, I mean, Purdue is one of them. Purdue's a pretty darn big university. You know, it's fairly well respectable or well respected. Like the school that I'm going to uses it. A lot of schools do. Get in touch with me if you're interested because, like, let me tell you something. When I say foundation building, I started school in May, okay? I don't remember what day, but I started in May, essentially. I think June was my first class. I started all the stuff in May. In seven months, guys, I managed to do 24 classes, 72 credit hours, and finish my entire first two years of school, all of my gen eds, and get four of my actual course requirements um, classes done in seven months. That was an enormous amount of work. And I didn't get to come up for air for seven months, but listen, like I have, I have stuff to do, right? I got a life I want to live and I'm 42. Like it's going to go faster. It's gone faster and faster every year since I was like 25. Right. And it only gets faster as you go. The years melt away. Guys, Don't wait to do something. If you have any idea what your passion is, as I finally found mine, like the pieces finally clicked in my head, what I wanted to do with myself. I was like, I have to go for this. I have to go for this because I've tried everything else. I've done blue collar till I've been blue in the face. Okay. I've tried sales. I've tried everything, everything you could possibly do without an education. Y'all, I've lived like a hundred lifetimes in the last 22 years or actually since I was probably about 15. So 24, 25 years, nothing worked. Our country is not set up. If you're in the U.S. or really even any Western country, we're not set up for hard work and dedication. It doesn't work that way anymore. Okay. That doesn't get you ahead. Yeah, 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 there will be disparate times that that will get you ahead. Okay, there's a random select few people that will have had that experience. And I know one or two people that have. But on the whole, across the board, love it or lump it, you don't have a choice. You have to have a stupid-ass piece of paper that costs you a whole bunch of money before someone's willing to put you to work. And I know, I hear you screaming. I know all these people with degrees that don't have jobs. Y'all, they got degrees in like business, okay? Like that's perennially, I'm not going to talk down on that because you can make good money with a business degree, but I know a lot of people, the ones that can't get jobs are the ones that got degrees that they just did because they needed to do something, right? Because mom and dad said you have to do something. Like if you actually go after something specific because you want to, those doors will open, okay? Those doors will open. And I'm telling you this from my own experience. I started with this in mind. This is my last ditch effort. This is my retirement plan. Okay, because my body will quit working. I have killed myself with Big Purple for the last five years. I've worked physical manual labor my entire life. I played baseball for a billion years. My knees are shot. Like, I can only go on so long like this. The pains start to pile up. And it occurred to me at a point, you have no retirement because blue collar land, you don't get retirement anymore. You don't get benefits. No one gives a crap about you anymore. Not that they ever really did, but there was kind of an American golden age where it sort of worked that way in um, post-World War II America for about 25 to 30 years. Yeah, but that's dead. That's gone. Okay. It's different now. I realized my body will quit. And guess what? I have no retirement. I'll be homeless or something. It'd be terrible. I don't want that to happen. So I should pursue academia because if I pursue academia, when my body quits, I can at least sit behind a desk somewhere and teach maybe, you know, like I need to open up and broaden my horizons, my possibilities, the the size of the net. I need to stitch more netting together so that I can cast a broader net to like have a life possibly someday down the road when I can no longer walk or what the heck ever happens, right? So I was like this is it this is a make or break you have to take a step. You know what your life's been like this so far? You've got to take a step. And I did. And I was had in mind I was going to spend seven or eight years in school to get a stupid four-year degree. That's what I had in mind, but I was like we're starting now and we're doing this. We have to take steps. You know what? If you really want to change things, you have to step out. You have to step out on a limb sometimes. You have to step out of your comfort zone like that. Quote I told you guys I saw recently on a stupid marquee, but it was so good. I had to share it. Life begins where your comfort zone ends. Guys, comfort zones are what cost us so much. Like there's a really great quote that I don't remember who said it. I do remember who said it to me, but it's a great quote regardless. And it essentially goes, most people prefer the certainty of misery over the misery of uncertainty. And that just means most people prefer to be unhappy where they're at because it's comfortable and they know it over being unhappy over the anxiety of trying something new. Listen, you have to cross that line sometimes. You have to cross that line on the other side of the jump is where the fun comes. And that's what this has come down to for me. I have to take a shot at something. So I took a shot. Now, here's the important part. And this is what I want to tell you. So I start with this idea that I'm going to be spending seven or eight years in school. Maybe I'm hoping, I'm praying that maybe somebody will hire me for something before I get the degree all the way. You know, not not because I like want to short shrift it or because I want to cut corners, but because eight years is a long damn time to wait. I'll be 50 years old, right? I will be 50 years old by the time I finish school, something close to it. So maybe I can get a job before then just because I'm in the programs. Maybe I'm making the contacts, you know, but that's the key. You got to take the first step, right? So I did that. And then somewhere in the process with my advisor, I get, an email says, hey, you know, we got to do this and this. You need to get a few of these classes here. There's some of the gen eds you got to do. But hey, I know math ain't your thing. You don't like it that much. You only have to have one math class for this version of anthropology, sociology that you're going into. It's got to be statistics. But like, here's a way we can do this. We can kind of do it on the cheap and get it knocked out of the way pretty fast. And that was my introduction to this little fast track thing for the gen eds. And I read that email and I came back and I said, how many of those can I take? And come to find out, I could take a whole hell of a bunch of them, like, say, my entire gen ed, my entire first two years of school. Y'all, that's how I managed to take 72 credit hours of school in the first seven months of going to school. I had my regular classes for full terms, which I got four in between, what, May or June and now, but I knocked out 20 other courses over the course of that seven or eight months for like hardly any money whatsoever okay it's a go at your own pace thing and they're just gen eds they're blow-offs to start with like some of them are hard don't get me wrong they're freaking hard y'all i spent two months on statistics like that's eight of that month seven or eight of that months and those 20 classes One class took me two months because i was terrible like i told y'all before it's satan's tongue statistics is satan's tongue it's like calculus and freaking latin and greek and it's, it's horrible but My point is doors open. Okay. My eight years of school to get a four year degree turned into a year and a half of school to two years of school. Doors open. And I never knew that. No one ever told me that people don't advertise that. But then you start going and then you start hearing things and you start learning about things and suddenly you realize there may just be hope for me. I may get something done here. And so I did that and school is going glowingly. Y'all, I got a 4.0. Like, I mean, yeah, those, those fast track classes, but I still got freaking straight A's and everything 4.0, 72 freaking credit hours. I'm over halfway through school. Now I'm into my third year technically and I got a 4.0 and Latin honors are a possibility, right? Doors open. When you step out on a limb. And you know what? We're, we're getting close to 30 minutes. And tonight's probably going to be a short episode, guys. Like I really am sorry. I feel like I'm short shrifting you tonight. But again, you're not actually paying for these episodes. So we're going to keep going in the direction we're going. But we've reached a good break point. We're almost at half an hour and we'll probably be under an hour tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and send us to the break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of those doors opening and um, just a few other things and uh, we'll see where the night takes us how does that sound anyway i will catch you guys after the break what is up all of you wayward souls i want to tell you guys about our newest sponsor bendetti optics a brand based right here in the good old us of a portland oregon to be exact and i bought my first pair of bendetti sunglasses about a year and a half ago and fell in love with them so much so that, I got online and ordered a couple of more pair. And when I did, there was a small shipping snafu, an order fulfillment snafu, and I got on the phone, gave him a call, and guess what? I get a call back from who? One of the big men themselves, right there in Portland from the top of the chain, have a great conversation, and we end up starting this great relationship we have, they more than made right, the little snafu that occurred, and I am now a huge proponent of them because I can tell you from personal experience, they are good people, and they're trying to compete with the big boys out there coming in at a price point of about $40, but using the exact same frame material, TR90, and the same polarization process as the big guys. As it turns out, something I think we are already probably new in our hearts, When you buy big name sunglasses, you're buying a big name. Not necessarily any more quality than you can get somewhere else, like at Bendetti Optics. They have 29 different styles. They have multiple polarization options for whatever climate you happen to live in. And they back it up with like this lifetime guarantee that if your dog eats your sunglasses, it doesn't matter how you break them. Send it back in with a check to cover shipping and handling and you're golden. You got a new pair on the way. These guys are truly trying to do it right. And they have this philosophy that a really good pair of sunglasses should not cost you so much that you are afraid to wear them. And I think all of us outdoorsmen can relate to that. So if you guys, like me, are very practical and like to get more bang for your buck and wear some great looking sunglasses, check out BendettiOptics.com, that's B-E-N-D-E-T-T-I, Optics.com, or you can go over to Instagram slash BendettiOptics. And that, I highly suggest whether you buy a pair or not, just to check out the cutest pupper you'll ever see modeling sunglasses. Once again, that's BendettiOptics.com, and make sure and let them know Wayward Stories sent you and welcome back thank you guys for sticking around through the sponsor break okay so we left off talking about doors opening when you step out on a limb that's why I'm telling you all about my personal life tonight is because I want to be encouragement for you to see that you too can step out on a limb if that goofy ass dude can do it I can do it that's what you should be thinking okay that's why I'm telling you all of this so anyway I step out on a limb I stepped out got out there and, and took a shot. School starts. Suddenly find out, hey, I can actually fast track a big part of this. Yeah, now I'm down to one class a term for the next like two years, year and a half, roughly now. Um, but I ate up a whole chunk of school in seven or eight months. And most of the major universities that do online school for people like us that work full-time jobs all week, they have some access or some version of these fast track courses. Like I said, email me if you're interested in knowing more about this stuff. Just email me my at gmail.com and I'll give you the proper names, things to go look for. I want to help you as much as I can. If I can be of assistance, get in touch with me. I will stop anything I'm doing to answer questions that I think will help your life get better. I promise to God, that's why we make the podcast. So anyway, I step out, I start the school, Things start rolling pretty fast. And I just told you about this last week, but it's par for, You know, it's about what we're talking about tonight. It's been a building year. It's been a foundational year. I'm making my attempt, my challenge of my personal Everest, which is to make something out of myself before this damn life is over with. And the doors start to open because you stepped and you took the first steps. You started building the foundation. So I get the school going and I just told you guys about this, like I said, and these... Um, volunteer opportunities popped up. I started asking around, I need experience. I need experience in the field of anthropology. I need interpretation experience because that's what I ultimately want to do is be an interpreter, right? Um, And so I started asking around and it took a couple of months. I was actually having a hard time getting responses at first, but then it rains, you know, it started to rain, it poured. And now I've got a hookup with the visitor center here in Fort Smith. And I'm working on this awesome project that's going to look great on a resume. And it's just a blast, a blast to do and giving me a ton of experience into some real world um, research. And then I'm getting started with the National Historic Site where we have weapons preservation, historic weapons like reenactments, interpretation. Like, you all it's National Parks Administered. Like you want to talk about if you want to have a line in, have a line in with them and that's happening. And I've just recently sent out emails to a major archaeological site that is pretty local to me. And I'm hoping that I can get involved there. Like, see, the doors start to open. Things start to happen. Like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I could possibly land a job before I even finish my degree in my desired field. And all it took after 20 plus years of fighting it saying, I don't want to go to college. I don't care if I'm smart enough to go to college. I don't care how smart I am. I don't want to go. I hated high school. It was a miserable experience. I mean, that alone was traumatizing. I hated the hell out of high school, junior high, all of it. I hated school. It was boring. It drove me insane. And all anyone ever did was make fun of me. It was a horrible experience. Um, and I just assumed college was going to be more of that. I really did. Um, and was that foolish? But yeah, but when you don't have anyone there to guide you, when you don't have anyone there telling you, no, that's not how it's going to be. Um, when you, you don't have that guidance, like you're only left with what you can conjure up in your own head. And that's pretty limited, you know, unless you have a lot of life experience, that's pretty limited. But anyway, I finally did it. I finally stepped out. I finally went after it because it was my last hope. Nothing else had worked up to this point. And doors started to open. Are they all the way open yet? No. Am I doing it full on yet? No. But the future's looking bright. It's sure out there in front of me to do. And things are sure starting to go in the right direction. And that was a big part of this year. Y'all, sometimes you have to hunker down and do crap you don't want to do. And I don't like to admit that. I don't like to admit that. But I did. And it was kind of miserable. There were eight months there that there... Pretty freaking miserable, y'all. That was horrible. Constantly having something, no break ever, constantly having something hanging over you because until you finish that 20 classes or whatever you've decided you're going to do, you're paying for it, right? The shorter amount of time it takes to complete all that, the cheaper that it's going to, you know, the less amount of money the, that's going to come out of your pocket, you know? So there's always something to do. All I did was homework, very Rarely did I get a breath of fresh air. You know, it was all work, my daughter, homework, work, my daughter, homework. That's all it was that I could do. But that's over now because I finished all that. And now I only have one class a term and I have some time back. I have some nights back. And what I did was save myself like $25,000 in student loan debt in about two and a half years of school. Truly, it was worth it. It's just like I said, if you're going to make an attempt on Everest, you have to prepare for it. You have to build a foundation if you hope to be successful, like you have to put in the effort and the work. But what I'm telling you is, is if you start to put in the effort and the work, doors will start to open. It does help a lot if you're actually efforting after something you care about, which for me is anthropology because anthropology most of you guys are probably like the hell is so cool about anthropology why do you love that guys it's just me i love history and i love people i mean i love people so much i hate them half the damn time because people are jerks like you ain't gotta be that way be nice like but the history of who we are now that's it that's it's the story of who we are now By looking at the history of who we were then and how we got here and understanding the tapestry of all of this, like there's so many unique backgrounds and perspectives. People from all over the world contributed all of the things that have amounted to what we are today. And the more you understand about other people that are different than you, the more you can understand yourself and how you, why you feel the way you feel about certain things. It's challenging. It challenges you. It gets you outside of your comfort zone. It makes you think about how to be a better person, like applying anthropology, being able to take something that happened in the past and literally do what you're supposed to do, which is be a good science communicator and make it applic or applicable, make it pertinent to people today and say, listen, you see that as something that happened in black and white 200 years ago. What does that matter to you? Can you not see, look here, look at all of the parallels to the life you're living right now today. What does that tell you? Because what we have with that is 200 years of retrospect. We hindsight is 2020, right? We can see how that turned out. Looks like we're kind of on the same course today. Hey, maybe we can avoid how that turned out because that didn't turn out so hot. You see what I'm saying? There is application to history and anthropology and sociology. There is a huge application for that. And it's fascinating stuff. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of telling those stories. I want to work with the National Park Service. I mean, like this is this is a kind of a good transition point for tonight's episode. What was I building towards? This year's been a building year. I got a few trips in. I put the nose to the grindstone and I pounded out a crap ton of school. I got also, yeah, you know what? Before we transition into where we're going with all this, where I want to go with all this, let's get to one other thing that was kind of a big deal that happened this last year. The Ozark rec show guys that blew by. I almost forgot about it. And that was huge. All of you guys that have followed me from the beginning, you know how huge that was for the show. Y'all, we got a ton of listeners. We got a lot of brand recognition and name recognition here in the state of Arkansas. Like it was an awesome experience. This podcast took leaps and bounds from there. And that's what we're after. We want this podcast to build up because I want to do this podcast forever. I want to be able to always be here telling you guys about what I'm learning and how I'm applying stuff to my life so that maybe you can get something out of it, too. You know, like the best information, the best knowledge is shared knowledge. Like that is the best kind of information. And that's what I want to do here is take you guys along for the ride and and encourage you to get out on your own ride. Right. That's kind of the point here. So the rec show was huge and it took y'all there was that's foundation building, too. It took a lot of money. I mean, for me, it was a lot of money. It's not that much money, but for me, it was a ton of money. Um to get all the promotional material together. You know, all the handouts, all the flyers to uh get the banner banner together, which actually Bendetti helped with, our sponsor Bendetti Optics who are still my favoriteest people in this whole world. I love them up there in Oregon doing what they do with their sunglasses. They are so great, y'all. And I got them involved and they wanted to be involved and it was a win-win for us. But that took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort. It took a whole weekend. It took a day off work like it took You know, to go into the weekend, it cost me a lot of money altogether. That was a building moment. That was a platform, a foundation building moment for the podcast. All of this is meant to work together. This year was a lot of hard work with a lot of challenges and it cost a lot. But there's a reason that you build those foundations. You have somewhere you want to go, right? You have something in mind that's driving you forward What do you guys want? What do you want to do with yourselves? Like, I mean, maybe you're cool. Okay, maybe you're good with what you do. And that's freaking awesome. If you are totally good with what you're doing, that is incredible. And I am so, so happy for you. Like, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, because that is so hard to find. It is so hard to find contentment with where you are in your lot in life, especially in today's age where we're bombarded with so much information, so many things all around us that is so hard to do. But for anyone else that's not happy with what you're doing, that's had it with this freaking rat race, the way that you're living it, what do you want to do? Like, and and here's what my challenge to you guys is tonight. Here's my challenge to you. If you can, before you doom scroll Instagram tonight or TikTok until you can't see straight and your eyes go crossed and you fall asleep and you wake up tomorrow bleary eyed from a long weekend to go back to work. While you're still cognitive, put down your phone, turn down the lights a little bit or something, get somewhere where you can focus, close your eyes and just think, give yourself 10 minutes and just think. What do I love the most in this world? Like what has always been there? What did I think was awesome when I was a kid that I still think is awesome today? And I and don't don't give regard to how plausible it may be that it could be a career or a place or a purpose in life. Don't worry about that. I don't want you to worry about that. Just think, what would I do every single day that would make me happy if everything were perfect, if this were a perfect world, if I had my druthers, what could I do every day that would just make me happy? For me, personally, it's playing with old stuff. You know? It's playing with historical artifacts. It's 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 preserving them. It's learning the stories behind them and the stories they tell and sharing it with other people and getting to pull out the old files, the old records, the old newspapers, the microfiche, going through all the things. That is Justin's nerdtopia. Do you understand? What is your nerdtopia? What do you love the most? Because you know what? There's compromises sometimes. If I had my druthers, I would be an archaeologist. Right? There's no job market for archaeologists. Last time I checked the statistics, there's like 105 or 9,000 like licensed archaeologists in the United States of America alone and there's like 5900 jobs. There's a lot of unemployed archaeologists. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't get to have my druthers. I would much rather be an archaeologist. However, it turns out if you're an anthropologist, you can certainly get involved with archaeology. So I can make money being an anthropologist and I can go out and work on just about any dig site in the continental United States or elsewhere. Yeah, is it on my time and my dime? Sure, but what do I do with my time and my dime anyway, guys? I go out and I explore stuff. So to have the creds, the credentials, the degree, the things in place where I can call up the Galt site and say, hey, I know you guys run on labor, free labor, volunteer labor. I'm your guy and this is the weekend I have and I can suddenly be down there working on one of the most important possibly pre-Clovis sites in North America. One of the most important game-changing archaeological sites in North America. I can have both. It's a compromise, but I can still have both. You understand? And anthropology, it's real darn close to archaeology and a whole lot of fun. So whatever it is, when you sit down and you think quietly to yourself, you know what? If I really had my way, I would absolutely just basket weave and underwater BB stack for the rest of my life. Guys, people have done odder things on YouTube and become famous. You can go viral. My point is, whatever it is you really, truly love, if you think a little bit outside of the box of, okay, well, what is that kind of like? You know, okay, well, maybe I can't exactly make it with that specifically. However, if I think a little bit broader picture, you know what? A good example is this. I had, um, a friend of mine's daughter, we were talking one night, this has been years ago, but we were talking one night and I was like asking her, I was like, so what is it? What are you doing? What do you want to do when you go to college? You're getting close to that age. Do you want to go to college? What do you want to do? And I mean, she was like, first of all, so shocked that an adult would show any interest. And I was just like, no, no, for real. Like, what do you want to do? And she was like, I want to, I want to draw. I want to be an animator for Disney or Pixar. And I was like, that's awesome let me give you some advice, get a degree in graphic design. And while you're waiting and trying to make your way into Disney and Pixar, which could be a long wait, because I suspect there's a million and a half animators that want to work for them. You can make money doing designs. You can get jobs where you can pay your bills nine to five Monday through Friday while you chase your dreams. Sometimes our dreams are a pretty wild shot, guys. Sometimes you want to be an astronaut. They ain't many of those. You know what I mean? They can be a long shot. Doesn't mean you shouldn't chase them. However, there are other things you can do similar enough that you might just be happy with. Keeping you busy until you get the opportunity, until you build enough of the foundation to maybe get that shot at that goal that's just a little bit over the horizon and seems just a little bit out of reach. The point is, chase what's in your heart. Figure out what you love to do the most and chase that. And if you can land yourself in a position where you're doing something that you love to do or that satisfies you, that makes you feel Edified, like you really are accomplishing something every day that matters. It's like they say, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, you'll still have bad days. You're still going to have rough goes. But when you love what you're doing and there's a satisfaction involved with it, you just can't beat that. You can't beat that. So, my advice to you, like my challenge to you, is take 10 minutes with yourself. If you're not happy with where you are, take 10 minutes with yourself and throw caution to the wind and take out. Of the equation, what are the odds I could ever make a living doing what I love? And just think about what you really, really love. Something that's a true passion that you have carried through your entire life. And crack the door just a little bit for yourself and say, you know what? Let's think about this. Maybe, just maybe I can find a way that I could chase that dream. Because guys, the key is until you take that first step, you know, Like the first, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Like until you take that first step, there's no, you're not even in the proximity of the doors to see if they'll open or not. You have to start walking towards the doors. And that's my challenge to you. If you're not happy with things, step out on a limb and, and don't sell yourself short anymore. Go for your dreams. You know what? We may not get there we may not get there. But it's better to try and fall short than to sit back and and never try for fear of failure. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, what are I, I promised you we would transition to? You know, what is the point of all this? What is for me personally? What is the point of all of this foundation building? What would be the point for you to start your own foundation building and be willing to put your nice nose to the grindstone for a freakin' year? For me, it's this. I need freedom. What is this podcast about? My free spirit. This podcast is about me finding myself and finding my place in this world. And it's my free spirit, my independence, my need to not be controlled by other people, because that's just the life you live when you grow up abused, right? If you've ever been manipulated by a narcissist, if you've ever been abused by anyone, you know what it's like and how triggering it is to not have control of your own life, right? The goal of all of this for me is to take back full control of my own life outside of the bounds of like wrath of God and in circumstances beyond my control. You know what I mean? The goal of all of this is to take back my life into my own possession, to do with what I wish, not what someone else wishes, to do with what I desire, not what someone else desires. And that may very well be the very reason that you should do the same thing. So what are my long-term goals? Freedom. Freedom is one of them. And that's probably the biggest one. And why did I choose what I chose? Well, because I love these things, but look at this from my perspective, okay? Okay. I got my daughter here. She's eight. We've got another 10 years. She'll graduate high school. Who knows what she will do? We don't know yet. We'll see. Maybe she'll get married, start a family, and she'll be sedentary somewhere. Maybe she'll go off to college somewhere. I would like to stay within reach of her. For most of our adult lives because she's my friend. My daughter is more than just a daughter to me. She is absolutely my daughter, but she's also my best friend. Eight years old, I don't care, y'all. She freaking thinks like an 18 year old. She is intelligent. She's got words. Man, y'all, she got an arsenal of words that would take down most of the grown men in the area that I live in. They couldn't hang with her. She is a very mature, intelligent kid, and she's like literally one of my best friends. And I hope, I hope to God that it gets to stay that way. We have a very, very tight bond. And I hope that that doesn't change when she's a grown up, She goes on, she gets married. She has a family. I hope that I still get to be our best friend. I hope that we still get to go adventure together. I hope that I can adventure with her and her family sometimes. Like, I don't know. I don't subscribe to the same school of thought. Like when I was growing up, it was like, get these little is raised, get them out the door, see you later. Now I'm gonna go sit and watch Oprah and Will of Fortune and eat ho-hos. I don't subscribe to that. Like I want to be tight with my child until the very end because she is like one of the best people I know on this entire planet. Like I want to put myself in a position with my education. And cast in, I mean, I'm actually the way I'm going to try to set up graduate school, the way I'm trying to set up everything is to have the broadest net possible so that I can pivot anywhere I need to pivot. So that if her mama up and decides her and, and her husband up and decide, you know what, we want to move to Florida or we want to move here, you know, and they can just go because that's how the state of Arkansas works with fathers. I got to follow her. I have to follow her or I don't get to see her. So, you know what helps is to have a freaking degree in a field that's got a broad ranging base where I can possibly get jobs anywhere I need to get jobs. That's one of the goals. Number two is 10 years ain't that far away, y'all. And when she graduates, like I could chase work all over this country, guys. I could you know what, I get my foot in with the National Park Service. Hey, let's see if I can get in up at Yosemite. Let's go up to Yellowstone. Let's see if I can get in over here or over there. What about this state or that state and their state park system? Y'all, I want to be able to be adaptive enough to be able to go anywhere I need to go and have the freedom to do it. I want to have the education in place and the experience in place to be able to go and apply for a job anywhere and say, listen, listen. Here's my portfolio of work. Here's what I'm capable of doing. Here, go check out my podcast. I am a science communicator. I am a human communicator. I am a storyteller. You want me on your team. That's what this foundation building is all about, is 10 years from now. It's not about next year. It'd be a bonus. It'd be gravy train. It'd be icing on the cake if I somehow magically fell bass backwards into a really cool job that would get me out of the freaking dire straits financially that I'm in trying to make this all happen. But that's not the goal, and that's not what I expect. What I expect is 10 years from now to be where I need to be to go and live the life I want to live wherever the hell I want to live it. That's what the goal is. Yeah, there's a million mitigating factors that could complicate that and change it. But I have a goal and it's a pretty solid plan. And so far it's working. That's why you want to build foundations. What is my long term goal? To be able to go anywhere that I need to go, to be able to travel. Y'all, I want to be able to like when summer rolls around and I've got two weeks of PTO somewhere, you know what I want to do with it? I want to go volunteer two weeks of my life on some of the most important archaeological sites on this planet. Yo, archaeology, most of you guys don't know this. Archaeology, it's hard to get funding for archaeology. And most archaeology runs off of freaking like free labor, like people volunteering themselves. And it is. It's graduate students. It's anthropologists. It's people who are just love history, who love archaeology, that go and give their time. I want to be able to, I want to have that background. I want to have enough field schools under my belt to literally just be able to travel my way around this world on my time. When I have my chances and continue to learn, that's what drives me. Is that weird? I don't know. Like it seems to be where I'm from. Not many people care that much about education. I freaking worship education. Not because I don't worship a college degree. Don't get me wrong. I'm not an idiot. Like college degrees are completely worthless. If you use them wrong, you go after them incorrectly or you don't put them to um, the proper application. Like college degrees can and are absolutely worthless a lot of the time. But if you know what you're after, education is priceless. In college, you don't even have to have college to have an education. Do you understand that? Like, you're at Google Scholar, baby. You want to actually learn about something? Quit listening to your freaking TV. Get online. Get on Google Scholar and pull up literal scholarly peer-reviewed papers about the very subjects you're interested in and read a bunch of them because they're all going to argue with each other, but they're all really intelligent people with intelligent points of view and perspectives on whatever it is you're interested in. And you get to parse for yourself. Imagine that. Imagine a world, y'all, where you all thought for yourselves instead of doing and believing what someone else told you to. That world is here now, and it's called a computer. It's called the internet. And if we quit using it to just pacify ourselves into oblivion and we start using it to educate ourselves, this world turns into a big, vibrant, beautiful, amazing place. It absolutely does. And it'll tell you all about it. And guess what? You learn all about it. Then you can go do it. That's that's what's awesome. So that's why you build a foundation. That's what this year has turned out to be for me. It's not necessarily how I set out. I didn't set out with this. This is going to be my foundation building year. It's time to go for the gusto. No, this was like more out of desperation. I've tried everything. There's nothing left in my backs against the wall. This is the one avenue I haven't tried. This is my Hail Mary. We're throwing up a Hail Mary. And that's what it was for me. But the point is. Until you start, until I started, nothing went anywhere. You keep doing, you know, that whole definition of insanity quote. It's actually a bad quote. It's not accurate, but it still is for what people take it as. It's valuable. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's not how that quote actually goes. However, it's applicable and it's valuable. That's the freaking truth. It is ridiculous to think if you continue to do the same things, if you continue to perform the same formulas that somehow the outcome is going to be different. And that's what struck me and made me realize, no, I have to do something else. And it was honestly more of just a random stray thought, an errant thought that came through my head. And it was simply this. If you want to change the outcome, you have to change the input. If you want a different answer to the formula, you have to input different data and what that, like translated to in my head is Justin you just keep trying the same thing over and over again but you convince yourself it's different you did FedEx forever and it got you nowhere you did before that you owned your own business forever and it got you nowhere you did this you've done this you've done this you keep doing the same thing trying to find careers without an education in a part of the country that is incredibly poor and does not value education very much I will stand and die on this hill I will fight you over that. You can get mad all you want to. It doesn't freaking matter if you like it or not. That's the fact in the South. Education is not highly valued on the whole. Um, So you don't get taught to value it. You get taught to go work hard, be a cog in the wheel, and they train you to be sheeple from a very young age. And it takes learning that to, you don't want to be a sheeple. It takes figuring out that you're literally just being led to slaughter you're here to make other people money. That's what you have to realize. And then you take out on your own, you strike out on your own and try to do something else. And that's what it all comes down to. Why do you want to build a foundation? Because you don't want to be doing the same thing 10 years from now or 20 years from now. If you want more, you got to change the input. For me, changing the input Trying to get a different outcome, the formula had to change and the formula had to be quit trying to do blue collar jobs in a place that doesn't value hard work and education anymore or hard work and dedication anymore. You need to do something completely different. You've got to change the formula. And for me, that was starting college. That was trying to start a podcast, a YouTube channel. All of these things are kind of an evolution of who I started to become on the other side of my crappy crap, my trauma five years ago. And here's where we are today. And this last year was a tough as hell year. But guess what? We built a really, really strong foundation that has me hopeful. Moving forward right now, there's some pretty dark times right now, y'all. Like, stuff is tough right now. Times, things are tight. It's not looking good, to be completely honest. I'm a little bit terrified about what's going on with my finances right now. But if I can somehow manage to hold on and survive this, My long-term goals look a whole lot like me chasing the things I love all over this damn country. And that's why, that's why you prepare for your challenge of Everest. My personal Everest is not being white trash. Like I can't put it any more plain than that. I was born and bred and destined to be that. My whole life has been a battle trying not to be that. And this is my last Hail Mary attempt to not be that. And it's inside. It's down the road, but it's inside. I want to be more and I have a chance to be more. And the only way you can be more is by putting in the effort to get there. And that's what this year has been about. That's what this episode has been about. And I hope that somewhere in this episode, if you needed to find inspiration, I hope that you did. Because I don't want you to sit around and not live up to your potential either. I knew I wasn't living up to my potential. And I doubt that a lot of people are. I don't want anyone to miss out. I don't want anyone to fall short. There's enough room for every single one of us in this world to succeed on our own level in some way, y'all. There is enough room in this world, let me say that again, for every single one of us to succeed in our own way. And the world is better for it. You don't have to crap on someone else and crush someone else to succeed. We can all succeed. There's no reason for it to be a competition. We can all succeed. And I hope every freaking one of you guys do. And that's why I sat here and said all this crap, half of which probably offended a bunch of people tonight. But you know what? It's been a whole freaking week. And I don't really care if I offend anybody tonight. I hope that some of you Found some kind of inspiration to get out and make your life more of what you want it to look like. That is the whole damn point of Wayward Stories. It has been from day one. Maybe it's been hard for me to get it all put out there into words, but that has been the point from day one is to encourage people to have a better life, to chase a better life and to not settle for less than you want or deserve. Anyway, I think I need to wrap up tonight's show. Like we actually hit an hour, which surprises me. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope it wasn't offensive. Like I honestly don't know what I think about this show, this episode right now. Cause you know, I told you when I came in, I'm not sure what tonight's really going to be, but this is the general idea. Our general theme is you have to build a basis. You have to build a platform. You have to build a foundation to launch from if you intend to take on, giant challenges in this world, your own personal Everest. If you're going to challenge your own personal Everest, you've got to put a foundation together and you got to put the work in. That's what my year has been. That's a whole lot of what my year looked like. And I hope that maybe, maybe, maybe it'll inspire some of you guys to start to build your own foundations and start to put in your own work. Because I promise you guys, days and hours spent bettering yourself, are not days and hours you will ever regret. I, I I will stand by that. You will never regret days and hours spent into bettering yourself. Anyway, we're going to call that an episode. We'll see how people take it. It's interesting, but guess what? It's the night before the drop. I don't have much time to work with, and it's going to be what it's going to be. I will see you guys in a couple of weeks, and I hope until then, I hope you have a good new year. Um, I hope that you guys get worked back into work after eating all your food on your holidays and gaining too much weight and losing a couple of pants sizes, um, or gaining a couple of pants sizes, belt notches. Um, hope you get worked back into work without too much stress and anxiety and, uh, guys we'll catch you in two weeks. I do hope that you enjoyed tonight's show. If you did, please rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, until next time, you guys go out there, live a little bit of life, and don't forget to be good to each other. Oh, and you know what? Be good to yourself, too.